Nobody likes us, we don't care It's South London, it's crazy over there Nobody likes us, we don't care Welcome to the jungle, there's lions out here Okay, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of the Mirwall Premier League Kicks podcast. You've got me, Tom Roll. Uh, Gary Otim. Um, Montel Adjiman. Mr. Adjiman, thank you for joining us today. It's an absolute thank pleasure. You, um, how are you? What's been going on? How's COVID been treating you? I'm good, man. Obviously, it's, uh, what's happening is not really. It's not. Na- it's not natural to, you know, to to see these kind of things happening. But um, yeah. it's it, it's been it's been it's been a weird one. Like learning how to deal with the surroundings and what's going on in the world right now. Like some people have taken it, you know, in a sense where like they're gonna be lazy, go with the flow, and just wait for for what happens. But you see, like. Me, I, I, I feel like this has been a blessing in, in disguise for me. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, day by day, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm getting better in my mindset. Um, and I'm using this opportunity to use the time that I have now to better myself. Yeah. And to, mm. create, to create new habits that I wouldn't possibly do before because I wouldn't have time due Absolutely. to football or, or work. So, yeah. like, things, little things like reading. Um, yeah. Reading some new books. Um, you know, like praying more. Mm. Um, like now, I'm actually having the time to work individually on my technique as well. Because obviously, where yeah. I'm working, like eight to three thirty. Yeah. I'm at home. I'm tired. So you know, like there's not real much time. But obviously, because I'm not at work at the moment, um, I train early morning, like two sessions sometimes. Yeah. I'm just using the time to really, to really get better, and I feel like I'm growing as a person during this time. So. I'm actually happy that I wouldn't say I'm happy that it's happened obviously because it's not something that is a pleasant no no of course of course of course I'm I'm, I'm happy that um, I'm I'm using this in a positive way I'm growing through this period which which is which is benefiting me so I'm happy to be fair obviously without football some would say they're lost as well because obviously that's all we know and that but like I'm just trying to make the most of the situation, but obviously I can't wait for football to get back. But just got to keep yeah. keep, no, keep a positive mindset, man. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, no, you know what? I I admire that, Mons, because it's something I've, I've had. I've had loads of conversations with different people, and we sort of we had, we had a brief one a couple of weeks ago, Mons, didn't we? And I was basically saying that this is this is the time where if you're ever going to start a new habit or he's going to want to try yeah. and do yeah. something new, this is the time because the, time. The, the, the fact of the matter is. Regardless of where you go on into life, um, in, in life months, you know, you're never going to get this time again to be able to to use it to to actually realign yourself. Like exactly yeah. what you said there, picking doing little things and what, focusing on yourself. So no, that's very admirable, and I, I respect that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very different. That's 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 well said. And you you speak. It sounds like you speak now as a as a man who understands who he wants to be and where he wants to go. Yeah, that that that's through like all the experiences as as you as you boys know, isn't it? So mm. like everything I've experienced 
and everything that I've gone through, this is this is why this is why it's happening. Yeah. So that's pretty much why I, I feel like I've even grown as a person because of yeah. my experiences. And like they say that you, your your best learning is comes from what you experience, isn't it? So that's, that's, that's a great way to start, then, isn't it? T. Um, yeah, perfect. Months, talk to us about sort of your first footballing experiences. Um, um, as a when I was young boy. Yeah, yeah. When you was a young boy growing up in South London, um, what were your first experiences of football? Um, so, cool. As you know, um, I used to play for a team called Griffin Sports. Um, that was my first ever Sunday League team. Uh-huh. And I used to train with... Um, I, I used to, Before that, I used to actually train with a guy, a coach called Michael, a local around the area. He used to do some sessions. Um, and then I was playing for Griffin. And I actually went to, to a trial with Arsenal as well. I was there for like a few months. Obviously, they didn't um, unfortunately get anything there. Mm. Uh, playing with Griffin, playing with Griffin, and then moving from um, like I played in district. I played with districts. How um, old were you yeah. roughly at this period? Um, starting for, obviously, I started around I'll say eight, mm. seven, eight with the Arsenal mm. thing and training, and Griffin Griffin started becoming like nine, ten, and stuff like that. Then. Obviously, in primary school, playing for your district, Bumsy and Overhalf, I was like 10, 11. And then I, and then I joined Bethwin. Do you know Bethwin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of players have actually come out of that, that, um, yeah. that outfit. Um, and then after Bethwin, I joined VCD. And I think that's when, oh. that's around the times that I was going kicks. Yeah, yeah. They were, called, they were called Junior Reds, actually, first. Yeah, and they went to VCD, but that's when I, Durant, I was going kicks, and that's when, like, like even obviously at kicks, you guys used to see me play, and you used to inquire about me, like, seeing if you can actually bring me into middle, but it was my weight that was like holding me down. Mm. But then even when I was playing at VCD, a lot of the scouts used to come and say like, oh, if this boy was slimmer, then mm. he'd, he'd actually be a player and somebody who we can develop. You know what I mean? Um, but then I think. Because you guys kept seeing me playing, thought that like, I can actually, I can be worked with. Then you guys, obviously, with you guys and the scouts that were watching me at VCD, they came to see, and I was just like, oh, let's just bring him in and see what happens, innit? So mm. I was there, I was at Mill on a non contract basis for like almost a season. Yeah. I was there for a while, but obviously, after that, after that, they didn't even give me anything after that. And then that's when I went to Orient. Mm. Once, you see, um, at, as a young boy, so you're being told, if you lose weight, you know, yeah. you're you're an ideal footballer for us. Would love to sign you, etc. How does that, how does that sink into a young person at that age that you um, was at? Obviously, being young, I hadn't experienced a lot um, compared to what now. So it's something that, like, it's hard. It's hard to like um, come to terms with because you know, like, when you're overweight, like, you don't really want to be told that you're overweight. You don't want to believe it. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you're almost delusional. Like I would, I wouldn't lie. Like I'm delusional. I wouldn't tell myself that I'm. I need to lose weight sometimes. But then there was a period. There was a time that me and my brothers were looking in the mirror, and obviously that they were slim. And I was just looking at myself like, no, nah, like I need to pattern because mm. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian, Adrian took, Adrian, the pot bellies. Adrian, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, I was the only one with a pot belly. I was like, no, no, no. And obviously. <laughs> my talent was undoubtable and everyone used to tell me how much did you lose weight so when more people were telling me I was, I was deep and I was like no 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 I need to make a change to this because I can actually um, make a career 
out of this because yeah. everyone's telling me that I've got unbelievable abilities, but it's just the physical attributes to come with it where I need to work with. And obviously, yeah. Tom used to, used to always tell me that like, that's the only side of the game that I need to work on. Yeah, um, yeah. Even yeah. still now, even still now, I haven't mastered it. Obviously, I'm getting better through playing non-league and stuff, but like that's just a part of my game that I really need to do. And obviously, at the time, I needed to come to terms with. Mm. So I think that was around that when I actually when I actually came to terms with it, mm. and I and I actually um, realized myself that this is something that I need to do. Yeah. Then from there, it was just easy because even like my mum, she used to always like be upset that like I, I was lazy, I didn't want to lose weight and stuff like yeah, that. Obviously yeah, I had yeah. So yeah. much at stake yeah. that I could do with with what I was doing, but do you know what I mean that was kind of like the block. But then. I think one of her friends, yeah, she that she said that she said to her, um, just leave him, like let him realize himself. Because yeah, okay. continue. Everyone, everyone yeah. can continue to tell you things, yeah. but until you realize it yourself, you're not ever going to change it. You understand? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. What What was months? What was the catalyst? What was the What was What was the one? The single one thing, or a, a sort of an accumulation of things that got you to that point where you was like, well, I need to, I need to, I need to get on this now. I need to sort this out. What did you mean in terms of the weight? Yeah, what what was that moment? Because you made a reference to it, saying like you just you know you just thought right, that's it, enough's enough. What was there something in particular, or was it just you just was like oh, no, just, like just just understanding that I was actually like I was um like it was it was I was at a point where like obviously I had the meal like you know when it it became when it became real when yeah. it became real like as in, like professional teams were um in, interested in me. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's when I deeped it. Like. Yeah. That's when I deeped it. Yeah. Did well. I mean, I was I was fortunate enough to, to watch you several times on a, on a Sunday morning for for VCD months, as as you as we as we both know. And yeah. I always felt that you know technically you was you was head and shoulders above near enough every player on that pitch. What did you think your strongest um, attribute was um, as as you know as an under fifteen back then? What what separated you so, from, from everybody else? Uh, my strong, I'll, I'll say my skill set. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like a skill set that everybody had. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Could you break that down a bit though, in terms of what 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 is it that made you different? First touch or. I know your ability to pass the ball, all those things combined. What I think was it was like, yeah, like my first touch and my ability to pass the ball. And like, you see, when I play, yeah, it's weird because people people actually wonder what kind of midfielder I am um, because of the qualities that I have. So I'm not one that would drive with the ball mm. like throughout the whole game, mm. but I can pass the ball and like I can get out of attack situations. So then people yeah. might say, am I attacking? But also, I like to receive the ball from deep. So would they yeah. say that I'm a playmaker, deep play, deep play midfielder? Yeah. But I'm not a holding midfielder. But holding midfielders play deep, so it's it's a strange one. But like I think I've got that kind of tactical awareness to 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 be so composed and be so natural okay. with the yeah, ball when Mons, playing. That, that so means to me, me and Tom have had this. Sorry, Mons, Me and Tom have had this conversation. Why can't you just be a centre midfielder? Quite simply, like for me. <laughs> Football's kind of gone so many so far left where we now break down. Yeah, what the, kind of midfielder you are, yeah. Yeah, to me, Montel, I would just say Montel is a centre midfielder who can do I'm many... a centre midfielder, but obviously, because football's developed so much, there are different types, you know what I mean? Some people have more quality to break up the play and just keep it simple. Some play, mm-hmm. people have the qualities to attack. Mm. Some people have the qualities to be neutral and just connect the passes, do you understand? Mm. 
So, and I, for me, for me, I've got a bit of everything, but it's just, mm. you know what I mean? It's, it's hard, it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint what kind of midfielder I am. But obviously, I'm a central midfielder, I'd like to believe. No, you, you know, yeah, you there, there's, there's okay. no question. Sorry, guys. I'm, I think going to sort of touch on what you're going to say now, guys. So do, do, you, do you think, Monster, do you think your versatility has hindered you in some, in some ways? So being so adaptable and being so versatile with the way that you play the game, do you think it's that's in some ways hindered you where some some gaffers or some yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, so like what to do with you? People won't understand people won't understand how I play. Like even in non league, for example. Yeah. Um you've got to adapt your you've got to adapt your game in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you might be playing channels and for someone who's not experienced in, 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 in that level of in that standard, mm-hmm. in that, that at that level. Yeah, it, it, it's like it become it's unnatural. It's an unnatural thing for you to adapt yourself very quickly. You okay. need to um, yeah. be playing constantly to understand how to play. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like obviously, I'm a player who likes to get the ball and likes to be on the ball. But then some some games in non-league, the ball's in the air, and then that's when people like me, people with my style of play, will go missing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Until you actually have to adapt your game mm. to how central midfielders will play. In those kind of tougher leagues, you know what I mean? Makes sense. Mm. Where, Makes sense. Where, the, where, the, where there's not much of the ball, um, but yeah, adapting adapting your game is is what is a is a trait that can help you develop a lot. Mm. Yeah. If, if, we, if I take it back, then as a let's take it back to when you first started playing football again. So you're eight, you're nine, you're ten. What were the environments other than Sunday League that you played football? Would you say you played on this? Sort of the cage football, street yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what was it? Uh, I should have mentioned that as well. Like, obviously, the kicks being a massive um, thing as well. Every single Friday, like the the consistency in football, yeah, um, was very, was very important because to 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 develop or to master a craft, you need to you need to constantly be doing it. It needs to be a consistency. You need to keep repeating, it. and that's when you can that's when you can master. What it is so, I would say that the amount of times that we were playing football, kicks, playing outside, just practicing kicking the balls against the wall, playing with friends. Because obviously, when I was young, we just fit, so I was always just playing football, football. Um, I feel like that's that's helped, that's played a massive part in not just me, but all the mandem's development in football. Do you know what I mean? Because when you're young, you love football, you just want to play football. Like even if you're getting cuts on your knees, yeah, 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 like, yeah, on the streets anywhere, bro. You just want to play. And um, strangely enough, football is a sport that brings that that takes people away from things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, true. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's really it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Football, but it can also be very heartbreaking as well. But if you can find a balance, then it's worth it. It, on, on that on that note, Mons, in terms of like the, the the tougher the tougher side of the game, and again we we spoke about that in the podcast last year, didn't we? Um, yeah. What would you say you've had more tough times than you've had glorious times in football today? Um, I feel if, like and if so, how has it made you? How has it how has it made I you? The like, I feel like it's been. A, I think I think it's been a balance. Yeah, because there've been times where I feel like more. T- I've been through more. I've been through more tougher times. I would say yeah. through my football, and I feel like. I'm a, my opportunities are only getting bigger as I am growing and I'm yeah. developing, going through these tougher times. Um, but it's, there's been some glorious times, like making my debut for the first team at 18. Yeah, yeah. This one for later on. That's just, I think people forget that. that. Come on, people yeah, forget that as well. Forgets, yeah, yeah. That, I feel like that that moment overrules everything. Like for me, like every every tough time that I've had, I just look, I think back and think to myself, look what I've achieved. I've achieved something that 
some people haven't even done. Some people that are playing professional now that exactly. haven't even done. So it's a massive achievement. But at the same time, I've been released a lot, um, having to deal with not having a club, having to deal with rejection. These these are tough things. But in the same way, it's been a blessing because, like we've always spoke about, it's made me a man. It's toughened me up and it's made me realise that football doesn't owe you nothing and nobody owes you nothing. You yeah. have to get what you want yourself and can't rely on nobody. Obviously, even through life experiences, I've understood mm. that. I've understood that you don't even need anyone in life. You just need your family, God, yep. yourself. Yeah. And that's what's going to make you get get to the next level. Yeah. And obviously, through, through what you experienced, like I said earlier, because it's, it's, you, you want to know how to, to cope with something if you haven't experienced it. So if, yeah. it, if it's something unnatural, like, for example, say you've been playing football for, I don't know, so long, but then you ha- you've been always treated like the star boy. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get released. Like, how are you going to deal with that? You can you can fall into depression with those kind of things. You know what I'm Absolutely. Trying to say? So, Absolutely. so for me, being so young and experiencing so much within the industry of football, like, I'm so grateful because yeah, my knowledge now, if I didn't, if it hadn't been for what I've been through, then I wouldn't have the same knowledge or be the, have the same wisdom in this industry as I do now. Yeah. And I understand. And I understand because now I control the things that I can control. But obviously when you're young and inexperienced, yeah. you try and control things that you can't, you have no control of and then that will just lead you into being sad and, and yeah. just constantly thinking like, when is this going to happen for me? Do you get? Yeah. So in terms of me giving advice to other people, I'd say like, just try and control the things that you can and let God or let, anybody else that has the power to control the things that you can't yeah because that's all you actually can do and obviously what what sorry what has actually helped me like you guys like you guys have been some people who I when I'm struggling I can come to and talk to like we can have conversations for hours I've been on the phone to Rolls for for hours like just talking about like my pains and stuff Mm. and obviously you're always giving me like good advice to for me to change my mind frame. So mm. I would say you, you need people around you like that, that are, are constantly leading you in the right directions in, in the way you think. Yeah. Because it's important that mind's powerful. So. Yeah, no, and that's, and that's to be fair, Mons, I was going to touch on that. I was going to say the sort of, during those moments where you've had those knockbacks and the, the punches on the nose, as I say, is, has that been the most important part for you? Is it that time to sort of detach have the people around you and then just refocus and go again. Is, is that sort of how you've dealt with those situations? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And was, 100%. And with, was, was there a specific moment, Mons, um, like in, 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 in sort of your, your footballing um, application, if you will, that, that really, really tested you, that really rocked you and just made you think, I don't know, was there a specific time? In, in, in terms of, I don't know about football or... Yeah, I think would I think would yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we will talk football and talk life. I mean, it's for me, it's all it's all sort of sits hand in hand anyway. But yeah, football um, I would first. Say specifically, obviously, when I got released from Leighton Orient, mm. because I was so convinced that I was going to get a professional deal. Um, after I think we all were. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we all were, Monty. Yeah. yeah. And when I was told no, I was like, like, wow, like I'm actually not at a football team and. How easy or how hard is it for me, how hard would it be for me to actually get a club? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that being one a specific moment where I thought like, I don't know, like, am I gonna 
continue with this. And then I feel like, and then after that, where did I go? I went to Molden and Tiptree doing the culture start. Yeah. You had a good little stint there, Molden. And, and that, that actually, that actually made me like well, again because I was in full time, getting um, a taste of non-league as well, training yeah. with culture star. So yeah. it was a good balance. Obviously, I didn't get nothing there. Then I went on to East Forest. Mm. Had a really good season. So it's like I'm showing like I'm up in my levels. Mm. Up in my yeah. levels. Oof. Had a good season at East Forest. I think I scored like 12 goals. Yeah. From playing in midfield. Not a bad season, obviously. Um, mm. Good return. Good return. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get a move to the um, league above. I went to Wilstone. But obviously, it didn't work out there. And I think um, because I had, I expected so much from that season at East Forest. Mm. And nothing come, I think mm. I, I, I took it took a toll on me because even sometimes um, I started the season so 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 well, but then I ended like a bit like fifty fifty. So it's like my consistency dropped, and obviously sometimes I'd be on the bench, and those are the those are the periods of times where I couldn't, um, I didn't know how to handle being on the bench. Like I wasn't controlling what I could control in it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. let I let I, I let it affect me a lot because like my mind frame was. Do the season with East Forest, then bow. Like if you score so many amount of goals, you set your targets. Then I'd think that I, I, I was gonna get back into the professional game. But obviously, yeah. Um, I didn't. Um, I didn't. Um, what's it called? Um, I, I expected so much, but then because I expected so much, I was disappointed at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. All like those were the moments that. Um, those were the moments that I'd say specifically was the ones where like, it took a toll on me. Yeah. Could, what? How? How? How was you feeling, Mont? Like how? How was you feeling? What was going on in your head, Mont? Like what? What? What was making you just feel like? What? What thoughts were you having? I was just thinking like, do, is this what really for me? Um, do I really want to? Do I really want to do this? Or when is this going to change? Kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. those were the thoughts that were going through my head. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Once I have interest, that season, that season, I, I would like to go back to sort of your younger days, but we'll do that after because that's a really good point here. That season at East Forest, what mindset did you go into with that season to have such a good season, if that makes sense? Because um, I, was... I, just, I just thought, I just that like, in off season, I trained so hard, got into an unbelievable shape. Um, and I just thought to myself, I set myself a target and I, I wrote, I actually wrote my target down. I said, get 10 goals. In the Mons, sorry, Mons. Yeah. Was that was that the was that the 2017-18 season? It was East, at East Farrock. I think so. I think yeah. So, so that was yeah. So that was that was you. So in that off season, because I know you was working, you was working hard because that's when we was doing bits of Fisher, wasn't it? When I was doing stuff. Yeah. Going, yeah. 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 So I remember we had a conversation, yeah. didn't we? Do you remember about yeah. your returns yeah. for the next season and all that stuff? Yeah. That made, Yeah. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. 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 That I worked very hard. I worked very hard. Um, and I just thought, I thought to myself, like, I'm just going to give them my all. And I actually wrote mm-hmm. down my targets. Yeah, and I as I wrote down my targets, every day I woke up, I saw it. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, um, yeah. I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to achieve this. Yeah. And I, I remember, like, game by game, game by game, um, I just kept scoring. I kept scoring. And it was yeah, so I remember scary. it. I remember it, man. Oh, Mons, you don't score any goals. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just going to prove everybody wrong. Like, I'm just going to go there and just show people that like, I'm not an average player. Yeah. 
Mm. And I, I remember the first game of the season. In pre-season, I scored so many goals in pre-season. Everyone was like, what's going on? Everyone was saying, even Cal, uh, obviously I used to battle with Cal and Femi. <laughs> he's going to score the most goals. Yeah. And Cal, me and Calvin being so competitive against each other, like we're always comparing ourselves to each other. Um, he said to me, but what, Monts, you can't do you can't do that in, in the season, though. I said, mm-hmm. yes, say nothing. Because <laughs> obviously I scored, I scored so many goals in pre-season. But obviously they weren't trying to give me my credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started scoring, then you just see them at me on Twitter like, wow, you're on fire. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I remember you were clogging up my timeline months. I think I had to mute you at one point. I'm joking. Every, single, every single yeah, week, yeah. every single week. I think at one stage I was the top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you was on. Um, can you can you remember your assist return in that, that season months? You had a few assists on your belt as well. Uh, I think I assisted like 15. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad return months. Yes, I, I scored return. like. 12 goals, 15 assists. Like, that's my best season yet, to be fair. Yeah. Mons, Mons, what, what, so you go into a season, what did you change for you to, to, uh, to find yourself scoring more goals? Was it timing of your runs? Was it, was it playing further forward? I feel like it was my understanding of the game because being in an academy setup, you're not really taught how to score goals. You know what I mean? You're taught in a, in a, in a robotic format of how you're playing football. Get it, receive it from the centre back. Play it here, play it there. Do this and that. Whereas when you're in non-league, it's, it's kind of raw. Mm. You just have to play and adapt to it to the game. And at, at the end of the day, the gaffer needs three points. So that's the vital thing. You need to become that player who can give the gaffer something to to, to work with, something to where he can go look back. If you're on the bench, look back and say, oh, "Okay, Mots is going to get me a goal, or Mots is going to affect the game in this way." And obviously, I was a player with so much quality. Mm. Who, who didn't affect the game for what quality you had? Mm. I just one day I just said to myself like, like I need to do. I'm better than all the, like because so many players that I know now are playing for some serious teams. Mm. Obviously, I'm playing with them, and like it's, it's very arguable that I'm on their level. Do you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. what they do with their ability that that distinguishes um, me from them. Like mm. they will affect the game. In a, in, in, a, in, a, in a better way so I feel like at that time I said to myself no I need to I need to I need to pattern up and I need mm. to show people how good I am it's so it's all good looking like you're the best but are you are you showing that you're the best mm. and then mm. through that season I just wanted to show people that my ability is not questionable like I'm mm. good and I can do everything in the sport so I'm going to show you and I had, I had a kind of mentality like I was just like no nah, I'm just like everybody like I'm just so focused on football yeah so yeah man that was that was it it was just my mentality really at the time once you said something T I've got one more for him I know because we're going to keep going back and forth no, don't, be silly. don't be silly don't be silly go on um, once you said something which uh, something me and Tom have spoken about before and with many other people in football about the robotic side of the academy game and how you can sometimes probably benefit from not being in the academy side of the game at a younger age. Um, talk to us about your experience at Leighton and how you sort of got into the academy and uh, what it was like being in an academy. Um, so, obviously, growing up around, like, um, the area, going to school, everybody used to talk about, oh, like, are you, like have you played for an academy, being signed to the academy, like it was, like you signed a pro, um, being young. So... Um, yeah. It's something that everybody wanted to do and achieve, like mm. to play for an academy. So that because they felt like 
that's the place where they will develop the most. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, they're actually getting like, professional training, if you like. Yeah. Um, so mine started obviously being at Millwall, obviously not signed. But then after Millwall, um, somebody took me to Leighton Orient, obviously after Millwall. And then obviously I was trialled for about two to three weeks. And then they signed me, successful trial. Um, then yeah, like it, 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 was, it was good because I was getting regular training. Um, it was it was a different level to the the Beth Wins, the VCDs, the Junior Reds. Yeah. It was like yeah. a more competitive. There's players that around me who are on the same wavelength that I'm on. Yeah. And I'm yeah. even get there's people that are better than me. Yeah. So I'm getting better because I'm training with people better than me. Yes. So it's like it's 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 good like to 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 be in that setup. Um, but I feel like it's better to get into that setup. I late I. I older age so okay. like 14, 15, 16 okay. but obviously I feel like it, 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 it plays a massive part you doing a scholarship in mm. in an academy because yeah. it's a it's a very easy route for you to go through the system to get yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of being young um, and being an academy it could be a plus and a minus at the same time because the pressures yeah at such a young age, being released at such a young age, being told how to play and not, and not being able to express yourself in a certain way at a young age. Yeah. Like how does a young boy take that on board if he's not from like a home that I'm from? Do you get yeah, what I mean? For sure. Because everybody, everybody's environment is different. So um, that's why I'm actually kind of happy that I got into an academy a bit late. Yeah. Because yeah. it allowed me to enjoy my football as well as understand that it's important you get at the same time. I found the balance because I experienced both. Well, I think I think what it is as well, Mo, is I think it's like what you said there. I think you, you brought a lot of a lot of edge to obviously. So you know, from everything you've been you've been learning around playing your grassroots stuff, take it into the academy. You, you you sort of had something a little bit different. You had a little bit of edge. You had a little bit of sort of that that, that raw streak that that could be sort of you know honed in and moulded as well. Um, do you what what's what's your Take, what's your take on the, the philosophies in in academy football? You know, obviously, at, you know, in some clubs, it's all about the football. It's all about what you do up until probably under thirteens, fourteens, and then it changes yeah. in the heartbeat. What, what's what's yeah. your take on that as a player? Um, I think it, it, it improves your technical side of the game. It yeah. improves your ability hundred percent because, like you said, training all the time, working on passages of play and all that stuff, yeah. become naturally and subconsciously better. Um, but in terms of the realistic, the, the realism of the game, mm. we know that like a game, <laughs> you're not going to play 90 minutes passing the ball. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's different factors. There's yeah. adrenaline like in the game. So you're not, you're not always going to be thinking, let me just keep the ball. Yeah. In different parts of the game, if you're winning 3-0, then you can keep the ball. But like in terms of winning the game, you're going to have to be direct at times. You're going to have to create mm. different ways of breaking mm. down your opponent at times so mm. um, and in an academy that's what I'm saying like the way they bring up their players is not they don't create a winning mentality they okay. create a mentality developing a certain weight you okay. know what I mean they want you yeah. to play a certain weight okay. they don't care about results in an academy setup. Um, mm. whereas like I said in non-league <laughs> that's why when academy players go on loan in non-league it's like wow like, where am I mm. because yeah. Yeah, never, like, you're receiving it off the centre back you're playing out wide, you're expecting your gaffer to be like, well done, Mons. Like, the guy's not even saying anything because he's thinking, what have yeah. you done? You just yeah, yeah, it to your left yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're actually breaking a line or, 
or playing it in the channel, like now that I know it's a smart thing to do in, in, in certain um, circumstances in the game, mm. then you're going to get the praises that you want. Whereas in an academy, if, you're, if, you're, if you might put it in the channel, they might be like, what are you doing? So that's where the, um, the, the unrealism comes in with academy football at times. Because some, some academies, they're trained the right way. And every, everything they teach and their philosophy will put their young boys in good stead to yeah, yeah. push on. Some academies, not all, but some. But the majority is built around a development system, not a, not a kind of winning mentality system. Do you get okay. it? Yeah, I'm with you. More, more like a conveyor belt type of thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes. Oh, no, Mons, it's interesting hearing you talk about sort of the, the different ways in which academy football looks at things compared to non-league. And obviously, uh, me and you have worked with some of the boys, including yourself, who have sort of maybe got picked up a bit later. Do you think there's a benefit to being picked up? at maybe 17, 18, 19, compared to being in the system at nine all the way through to 23. There's a difference, there's a difference, there's, there's a difference in the sense that if you're picked up late earlier, you'll be technically better because you're getting that training. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of mentally and uh, becoming a more mature player, being picked up later is good because, yeah. it, to be fair, it depends on where you're playing. You know, yeah. uh, if you're playing in a non-league um, yeah. setup, and you're playing in the first team. You're playing in that kind of setup where you're playing real football. You're playing for something. Um, then it's better because then you've got the experience, and now they're teaching you the technical side of the game. And if you're gifted, you just got you're going to be lucky because you're you're naturally gifted, and you've got experience. And now you're even going to a better team to develop you even more. So mm-hmm. you're just you're just in a better position than anybody else. What um on that note, Mods, what what's, what's been the most important aspect of the game that you've learned in non-league? Um, I'd say obviously, um, first and second balls is vital because against, especially as a midfielder, like if your midfielder is always winning the first and second balls, then he's domi- he's dominating the game. He's dominating yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? You need yeah, to get yeah. there first. You need to be on the front foot. You need to be proactive. You get you can't be reactive. Um, yeah. Because that's where the battle is. Yeah. Like when the ball's in the air, heading the ball. Um, I've learned. I've learned. I've learned. I've learned how to to head the ball. Um, um, very, like in a in a in a smart way. You know yeah. what I mean? And and within the game, and yeah, just really adapting the way I do the stuff that I wouldn't normally do mm. in the game. What, what what's the most important bit of? Sorry, guys, just on you coming to your bit in a sec. Um, what what's the most mm. important? A bit of advice, or the most bit, yeah, it's sort of nurturing advice you've received from like a, a non-league gaffer, an assistant, or whatever. Um, nice or question. Whatever I like that. Be. Um, well, I'd say obviously I haven't had many gaffers who I've respected because you know they always talk a lot, so they're never really truthful. But in terms of like at every club, I've had like a like a skipper in my position who would always like give me advice. And obviously, like I said, they always tell me to control the things that I can, yeah. not control the things that I can't. Those are the kind of things that they'll tell me. Um, they told me about consistency because consistency will get you a start the next game. Okay. Um, obviously, being the player that I am, they tell me that obviously unbelievable a talent, but you need to adapt your game yeah. to affect it at this level. You actually almost need to come down to the level, yeah. perfect that game, and then mm. then your quality can show. Because 
you can't show your quality if you don't know where, where you are. Yeah, fair to know where you are first, make your mark, and then then people can see. Because that's not even me. I feel like it's even now where I am comfortable playing in non-league. As in, like I know the game now. Like yeah. I can play a game, and I wouldn't. Obviously, it's a bit modest. But I wouldn't say it's easy, but um, it's like I, I find it. It's not challenging. I can right. I can I can be the best player on the pitch in in the non-league game in conference stuff because I've had so much experience from it at such yeah. a young age. You know what I mean? It's a month. I remember before when we was um when we used to just talk all things football, um when you were younger, we were saying yeah. targets in the game, you know, when you've you know, you set yourself a certain amount of targets and goals within a game and that's what gets you focused and engaged. Is that it? Yeah. Do you still do that now? Obviously at the level of football you're playing or um, change a little bit? Because obviously that of of of, of recent I've fell out of love with the game, innit? Right. So Compared to how my mentality when I just wanted to do so well, mm. Mm. it's not the same now. Obviously, it's slowly getting back to where I wanted to be able to be motivated enough to keep working hard. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't say like the love is that like how it was before. Obviously, throughout what I've been through as well. Of course. Um, obviously, I've learned I've learned a lot about myself outside of football as well. So mm. I'm focusing on other things as well as football. Obviously, football will always be something that I want to achieve and get to the top with. But I'm not going to make it my whole life in the sense that if I don't make it, then I'm nobody. Because, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, creating, I'm, creating, I'm creating somebody who is also achieving a lot without football. Do you get Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, should, I should go back to writing my targets because it was something that helped me in the past. Um, visioning my targets and constantly waking up to seeing what I wanted to achieve. So it was subconsciously making me do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but obviously because of... Um, how I feel about the game now compared to the before. Um, I'm not. T- I'm taking it seriously, but maybe not as seriously as I did before. So maybe I need to get back to doing those kind of things. Okay. Once, if I um, I, I'd like to go back to your late Orient period and sort of just before maybe you you sort of left the club. Um, what were the highs that you enjoyed sort of your during your time at Orient? Um, I particularly remember obviously you making your debut, uh-huh. uh, but. I want you just obviously to speak on what your highs were at the club and, and what made that a good period for yourself. Um, so obviously, for starters, actually getting a scholarship was was an amazing feeling because mm. it was like the next step before the professional contract. So I knew that I was going um, not going to college, just doing a scholarship, training every day, what like what every young boy wants to do. Um, right, I, I think the first high of my scholarship was being called up to train with the first team. Mm. Was it was, uh, Russell Slade. Oh, Slade. So obviously it was it was a it was a testament for how well I was doing at the time. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, politics play a big part. People older than you needing to have a chance to show the manager because they're in a decision whether they're going to get a professional contract yeah, or not. Of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of how good I was, I was always chosen to go and train with them. Mm-hmm. And I got to a stage where like um, not a lot of people know that these kind of insights and stories of my time at Orient but um, I used to train ahead of some of the second year scholars um, like even there were times where because I had done so well when training with them as well um, like the manager would need players sometimes and then because how they got players over during the training session they were just the first team manager would just call the youth team manager because we trained Beside each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, we need, we need another player. 
then like all the first team players would be like, no, bring Mons, bring Mons, bring Mons. We want Mons, wow. Mons to train. Because obviously my, my level was high. So like, for me, hearing that, hearing that from pros, like that, that they think highly of me, mm. like it was amazing. Like for them to be like, no, bring Mons. So that it gave me so much confidence yeah. um, going over there. It gave me more confidence to, to train with them because obviously the, the tempo and intensity is completely different. Mm. To, to, to to when you train with the youth team. Um, yeah, yeah. And everything is more serious. Everything, like, if you, like, one of the, one of the, the, the things that stayed with me from training with the first team was how important it is, how significant it is to, to track your runner. Yes. Because you see in fivers, um, the intensity is so high compared to youth team, youth team level. You can get away with, like, just letting your man go once because the quality is not the same. But if mm. you let your man go in a fivers with the first team, they will score mm. and then the bullet you'll get. It's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's mad. It's mad. Like, they'll you off because it's a man's game and they'll be, because they'll be saying things like, what, because you think you're young, you're younger, you don't have to track your runners like, and they'll bait you out in front of the first team manager. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Those are the things that are very vital, like tracking your runners, being tactically aware on your surroundings because those are the, mat- the mature the kind of characteristics of a professional. And if you can show that at a young age, then you've got a massive career ahead of you. But mm. um, yeah, training with the first team was a high. Um, I think that's probably mainly um, the highs that anyone can have. Um, would, you, would you go with your debut yeah. as well? Yeah, obviously with my debut. Obviously, you guys know about that already. Yeah, talk uh, to us about. And obviously, that, and obviously huh? talk to us about that. That sort of week building up to that. So obviously, did you know? How, how proud did you know that you was going to make your debut? Did you know you was going to be in the squad? All that sort of stuff. Um, so, pre, prior to my debut, um, so this wasn't even this wasn't even in my first year. I made my debut in my second year. Yeah. Um, just after my birth, just after my birthday, eighteenth birthday. Um, I was like, before that, I'd been called up um, to like be in the squad. Mm. Um. So I'll travel with the first team and have that experience of being being in the stands, training on the pitch. Obviously, I wasn't involved, but obviously just to be around it and 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 see my name on the back of my shirt, but it was like yeah, immense. Uh, it was an amazing feeling. Like even just talking about it now, I get goosebumps because yeah, yeah. at the mm. time, as as a young boy, it was something that was hard to do. And like nobody, like I was like probably the first young boy on ends to to do that. So. I'm looking at myself yeah. like, wow, like this, yeah. is, this is this is a massive achievement. Mm. Um, but then it, it, I was then it got to a point where I was always training with the first team, always getting called up to to now be on the bench. Um, so there was always that kind of feeling: oh, Am I going to come on? Like, yeah. And if I come on, like, what's going to happen? Kind of thing. Um, and then it, all in this period, this is when like all the malarkey with the Italians came. Yeah. Okay, that's when it began, the yeah. Management, the management kept changing. Yeah. The management kept changing. Then, obviously, one of the managers that came in, um, Fabio Liverani, he's like a technical kind of manager. Obviously, he didn't even speak English, but he liked players with technique and he took a real liking to me as soon as he saw me play. Mm. Um, mm. As soon as he saw me play, he, he just wanted to make me better because he could see how good I could be. Um, and you can see that I was obviously a bit naive in the way I play, obviously just wanting to always showcase my talent and not understanding that there are simpler ways to, to be effective. And he kind of actually took, put his arm around me and like, 
coached me so well. I feel like I even improved a lot under him as well. Yeah. And then, um, so he would always call me up to, for the bench when, when, when a midfielder was injured. And then I remember um, my name was on the, because uh, uh, like the squad would be put out on the, on the board like a, a day before the game. And sometimes you, you could just walk in, walk in from training and just see your name there. Like, and sometimes it won't be there. Like, it yeah. was never a case of yeah. they're giving you a build-up once you're going to be in the first team, blah, blah, blah. So I remember, I just, okay. I remember, just, I remember just walking in from training um, and I just see my name. Like, I just see Adjiman. And I was like, I rubbed my eyes. Like, I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to travel. It was uh, against Yeovil. Yeovil, yeah, yeah. Yeovil. Um, um, and at the time, like, it was a bit of pressure because because we was doing bad. It was, like, near the relegation zone. Mm. So, mm. I, so many things are running through my mind. Like, oh, imagine I play and I make a mistake. And obviously, we're not in the best of shapes. Thinking about what the fans will think about playing young boys, youngers at the time. Um, mm. But no. Um, so, during the game, during that game, um, we was actually winning. We was playing well as well. So, that gave me a sense of relief. Yeah, of course. If I did feature. Um, so then, I think the game came to like the last 10 minutes. Then I was just thinking, you know them games where you're just like, oh yeah, 3 0, calm. Like, I'm even calm not coming on because yeah. I'm young, I'm in yeah, yeah. I don't really want to like, spoil it. Um, yeah. That's how I felt. And then he looked back at me and I kind of, I kind of looked away. <laughs> I looked away. I looked away. Nonsense, like, is it? Nonsense, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked away and then he's looking at me like, obviously, you can't speak English. So then all the other coaches that like, on top, obviously, because I was just looking at the game, I was acting like I couldn't hear. Then obviously, I had to turn my face eventually. And I was like, yeah, he's like, get warm. And I was like, wow, like, you man, don't bring me. <laughs> but obviously, deep down, deep down, I wanted to come on. But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> he said, don't bring me on. And I was thinking, like, wow, this is, this is going to be, it's going to be mad. Then obviously I was warming up. Sometimes managers will tell you to warm up, but you won't come on. So I was just thinking, let yeah. me warm up, sprint, you know what I mean? And then hopefully the game will just die down and then yeah, yeah. won't come on. Then because there was two of us, two two of us young boys that um that travelled, three in fact. And then we all we all warmed up together. And then he called one of us back. So I was thinking, oh, okay, cool. And he was a midfielder. So I was thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, come yeah. on, coming on. And he was the second sub. So there's only one more sub to make. And um, I don't know if you guys know him, Victor. Victor de Beja, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was there with me, always, like, always travelling with me. We was, like, if you like, the golden boys at the time. Mm. Um, mm. Then, so I was thinking they were going to bring him on. And then they called me. They said, Montel. Like, so I was just, uh, I was just froze for a minute. And then I just sprint yeah. back. And like all the all the management was asking me like, well, are you okay? Like you look like you're not here. Because <laughs> I can't lie, like I was rattled. <laughs> I, didn't know, like, I didn't think I didn't know how to feel at the time. Like I swear, like, I was just looking at the fans, like the noise. I was like, right, like I'm gonna really make my debut now. Yeah. So I put on my shirt, I put on my shirt, um came on, and then like all the all the all the pros were like sick, like they were just telling me like just be confident, like even if you make mistakes, it's okay. Just keep going. Work hard. Mm. You know what I mean? And I remember the ball coming to me once. I just flicked it around the corner. And it actually went to the person. And yeah, I remember the my clip. Confidence. Yeah, I remember the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah just flicked yeah. around the corner. And then, yeah, man. And then 
like, it was just amazing. Like, and even playing, I got into it so much that I didn't even hear no one. I was just in my zone. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, I thought to myself, no, nah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. And that, it was good, man. I, I enjoyed it. It was a surreal experience, man. Sick. And those, are those, those, those moments, something that you, um, that you, you're still aspiring to, to, to get to, months. Obviously, yeah, hundred percent. I, I always want to play. I want to play at the highest level possible. But then, for me, it's about Terrell, um, him being my little brother. I want him to do even more than I did. Of course, that's why mm. I'm, I want. I'm, I want him to use my experiences to, to motivate him to do better and yeah. to understand what he needs to do and what's required in order to get to the next level. Yeah, because yeah. to be fair, he's had his own sort of football story, football journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, that's what I'm saying. He's, even him, he's got a story to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. There's a, there's sort of a crossover in terms of the stories as well, where there was sort of the, the sort of weight talk at their younger age, and he sort of found himself now, yeah. mentally, physically, he's flying, which yeah. is really. How what is it like then growing up in such a football? A household that's just football mad. You've got your brother, um, uh, Dwayne, you've got uh, your younger brother, you've got yourself, your dad, who's a, for me personally, your dad was unreal from what I witnessed uh, during your time growing up, where he would come to kicks, come to sessions to watch yeah, you, drop you to your yeah, matches. Exactly. What is it like? Brilliant, man. Brilliant, brilliant, man. Um, obviously, it's, to, to be in an actual household who's for, for, which is football orientated, it makes it simple. Easy, like easy to, to to love football. It makes it easy to love to want to play because um, mm. everybody shares the same common interest. So, and even you just gain knowledge being around people that love football and want to want to play. So, yeah, it's mm. definitely something that was that 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 also played a big part in in, in my development. And obviously, mm. a lot of a lot of um, kids from my African uh, background do not have the. Um, always have the privilege of having parents to take them to football but yeah, for me I can hold my hand up and say that my dad has been amazing with that and he's mm. been dedicated and, and, and consistent in taking me to football so that's yeah, we can a, just a, a, massive, that as well. a massive a massive um, improvement I mean it's been a massive like help for me in terms of my mm. development being cool. able to get to football do you know what, Mons? At one point, he was he was at the he was at the, the Lions Centre and and uh, Bacon so much. I actually thought he was a member of staff on the kick on the kicks project. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, bro. My dad, my dad's a legend, bro. He's my brilliant. Legend, bro. No, do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, as, if you're talking about parents and parents, you know, not not living. You know, you get some parents, Mons, that just live a dream through their kids. Your dad, yeah, yeah. the most sincere no, not, person. Unbelievable. Even to the point where, like, even if I play bad, you'll tell me I play good. You know yeah, one? yeah, yeah, them ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, yeah, Montal, he was good today, but, you know, he can be better. But, he, you know, he was sugarcoated. Like, you know? Yeah, but, you yeah. know, but even, but even that, though, like, your, your dad's got such a way about him, Monster. He, he would do it in a way that was still challenging. He was like, no, you've you done well, but you know you can do this. And he was like, yeah. But it you was do this, yeah. balance. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, 100, 100. After a game, It'd be like that about yeah. that period where it's either high or low, but Eric was there. Yeah. It'd always be in the yeah. middle of it. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, yeah. It's always like that. Yeah, it's balanced. Mm. Yeah, Mons, yeah. Um, yeah. What was it like for you? Like, I'm going to change my question completely. Actually, why do you think South London is such a? Uh, we ask this question to almost everyone that comes on this podcast. But why do you think South London is such a hub for t- producing footballers? And we're probably dating back to sort of Ian White era 
Rio Ferdinand, and then now where you've got you, you've got Didi's, you've got Josh Caromes, you've got Jalangs, you've got Abrahams, you've got you've got so many. I, I probably missed got Jeremy and Gaki at West Ham. Why is this place such a hub for for footballing talent? Do you think? Because there's um there's um a lot of things happening in the community where these boys can express themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that plays a massive that plays a massive um part in a development in a, in, in in South London because a lot of South London boys don't have guidance and direction. Mm. So if we're taking it back to when I was growing up playing in the kicks, like as as mad as it sounds, like the kick sessions, the the community sessions. I remember playing at Colombo growing up. Um, these things actually yeah, put you in a direct, yeah. yeah, they put you in a direction that you subconsciously you you, you get to understand that. Like how how much football is how important football is and mm. like how much how how much it can make you develop as a person, mm. not going down the, the the paths that you you might be um, surrounded by. Yeah, yeah. It mm. takes you away. From it Some people who have even been involved in yes. the wrong things. Yeah, playing football is taking them out of it because oh, it's, it's something that everybody loves. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like because that's how South London has had the players that who Gary's named like because of the community yeah. community um, f- um schemes that have been set up um for us to express ourselves you know what I mean yeah mm. yeah T? yeah and no, I was gonna say months like you know like in terms of just talking about kicks there and all that type of stuff what what was it about kicks that created that that La Masia feeling and that and that and that sort of that that family feel months. What what was it? What was it? Um, it for obviously, you the, the, the the people involved. Um, how genuine everybody was. That like, how genuine everybody was involved yeah. in, in in um in it. Um, the competitiveness. Every yeah. week. Oh, mate. Like, oh, I'm looking forward to next week to play against Jack Tamutis. Jordan Lohan. I'm looking oh. forward to next week playing against Chan, Dej, Big oh, Vic, man. Hass. Man. Do you know what I mean? Like, and obviously we was that. that remember that we was um we was young boys as well. So yeah, you're the young that, boys. The, the, the old, and like, fam, there were times that like we would be popping it. The younger, the older boys are like thinking, like, bro, what's going on? And, like, yeah. And then we even had like little Jordan, if you remember little Jordan. Like, I remember playing. Jordan. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. So, bro, like we. We used to look forward to kicks, man. Like it was like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like, mm. every, like you go to school every you go to school Monday to Friday, and you know Friday, we leave it into the weekend. Bow, kicks. 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 Yeah. kicks. And you're and you're gonna actually look forward to it. I remember one of the most memorable moments in kicks was when we played against Chan's team in the in the semi-final of like when we made it through <laughs> the group stages, because we used to do group stages. Yeah, yeah, group stages. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember sometimes Tom, Tom used to add points onto my team so we can go through. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, I feel like, like I'm in every week, months. I feel like I'm in every week. Yeah, to make you finish top of the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's it called? We played against Chan's team um, and like we beat them. Then, because because it was like the youngest beating the oldest, like, Everyone was Chaos. watching the game. Yeah, yeah. Like anytime, anytime that somebody would do a skill, everyone was like, oh. yeah. it was almost like it was in a stadium. Like that's what I'm saying. Those kind of um, moments can't be recreated. Like yeah. it's, that's how 
sick and like I don't know how to explain it, man. Like, that's how sick kicks was, man. Kicks was on It was those. You see what you just said there. If you was to ever summarise kicks, it was exactly what you said yeah. there. It was it was the carnival atmosphere. It was like those moments when again when the young boys beat the old boys, and it was. I remember I was fortunate enough to do it for many years, as you know. I, I would sit, I would stand there, and I would just watch. Just an absolute like, I got paid to be there and be a part of that. Was just like, wow, like, unreal, amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. Sick man. Hey, Monts. Next up, my next question to you is: um, you, I love the camaraderie between sort of yourself. I'm going to talk more so between yourself, Femi, and Calvin. Yeah. Before I talk mm. about sort of the younger lot, what is it? How do you feel? What's it like having a friendship group like that? That all into the into football. Um, so yeah, just talk on that. Close for friend, we've been close friends from little boys, man. Like to be fair, no, me and Femi, obviously living in the same area, we've been friends and traveling each other, traveling with each other in football, um, following each other in football for for years, like mm. um, even from Millwall. From yeah. the old days, yeah, yeah, and obviously, obviously living in the same area, um, like our friendship group is a group that motivates each other, yeah, in the yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, we're never around the wrong things. We have the same mentality mm. in the sense that we know where we want to go, um, mm. so we know how to affect each other in the right way. Yeah, um, mm. not a lot of people have that in their friendship groups. They're all got different common interests, so. What makes us cl- closer is the fact that we share the same goal. Yes. And mm. if you're surrounding yourself with people that want the same goal, then you're most likely you're most likely to get there quicker because, you know, what I mean, they're gonna motivate you. They're gonna tell you that no, you need to do this, you need to do that. And obviously, the competitiveness in in our group as well, like wanting to be better than each other, wanting yeah, okay, each other yeah. to be better. Wait, than it's healthy. Other. It's healthy, that isn't it? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's that's healthy yeah. competition. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like. It's unreal, and then we actually created a chemistry which people actually thought like we might be in the same team, or like, do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was sick, man. Like we we created an understanding between each other, where like people used to like talk highly of us in in, in mm. terms of our ability in football. So in terms, and even life as well, like it's good to have those kind of people around you, yeah, because um, it will benefit you in in the end. Like you look back and say like. I've done the right things. I've taken the right turns and directions. So yeah, yeah, sick. man, sick. No, I agree. I think in terms of what what would you say? Um, what would you say your your common your common goal is? Like all, all three of you going forward now, months. What what is it in life that you you want to sort of um, achieve? So obviously, we want to obviously achieve professional. Obviously. Femi's already been a professional, obviously yeah. coming out of it. Yeah. In the league that's on fire as well. Um obviously Calvin not being in a in, in a professional environment um in England mm. as well. So we all wanna achieve at least a sustained career in a professional level. Yeah. Um and yeah, just make a mark and, and, and establish ourselves in, in yeah. the professional world. And obviously lifetime goals is obviously like Building an empire, yeah. Um, investing in the in the right things in the right way, using your money in the right way, yeah. And obviously giving back to the into our parents how how they've been giving to us. And so that's really the the, the driving and, and the end goal, really. 
on that note, Mont, I was just going to say, what t- tell us a little bit about your um, your your sort of venture, what you're sort of pursuing now with your with your, with your branding and your merchandise. You know, tell tell the people what's going on. Um, so, so obviously, in the period of time when I was a bit low as well, I joined a Sunday league team called SE Dons. Yeah. So you don't know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that kind of brought back a, a part of love of football for me because it was somewhere where I could go to enjoy my football. Yeah. And play with people people that like Jackson Mewis, like mm. my old school friends. Yeah. And just like Stantner and just have fun with it. Like just yeah. rip people, rip people for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Bring out some skills that as you lot have seen. Yeah. Um and obviously along with that has come like ideas. Yeah. Because obviously it's so it's so it's so well watched by millions of people. And as I'm growing older and growing more mature, I'm starting to realise how I can capitalise on, on, on the building of my profile. Yeah. So I can see how I'm getting so many followers on Instagram. Yeah. And obviously mm. nowadays the power of social media is incredible. So like you can I can really use it to my advantage and, and, and capitalising it. So obviously that's where the my brand is too easy to come from. Yeah. Um being broadcasted on, on the Dons as well. So yeah, yeah. I'm just really trying to um create 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 something other than football that I can relate to. Yeah, of course. It's even football orientated as well. So, yeah. but Mons, more importantly, it's it's yours. Yeah, See, football, sure. football is like football is your world, yeah. But there's always another power above you that's in control of it, if you like. Yeah. Whereas this thing you've got here yeah. is Montel's and Montel's only. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Sick. My my last point, Mons. Um, serious, serious business. Really serious business. Um. 2021, there's going to be a game that's going to that's going to take place. Um, it's going to be the uh, third instalment of the uh, All Star Game, the old boys versus yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the new generation. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. Rumor has it, Deji said that he, the young boys are going to get a pasting. Rumor has it. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what's, the, well, <laughs> what's the state of play? Well, what's the, what's I, the point saying? Yeah, like, it's just a thing. Because even the boys, like. They're even over there chilling right now. That's what I'm saying. We we have get-togethers. Yeah. So we're just understanding each other's yeah. each other's each other's mindsets, and we're gearing each other up because we yeah. know. That, yeah. Look at the quality of that we have. <laughs> the older boys ain't got the same. They've only got Dej. <laughs> who, else, who else is playing? Bing, bing. Who else is playing? Obviously, obviously, we got Vic and Hassan, them man, but them man ain't playing. playing. Oh no. We got the we got DDs <laughs> and just Coromas, the Jalangs. Um. Who else have we got? Femi, Calvin, mm. Tox. Not even oh. man. He's unbelievable. Keeks. Kiki. Kiki. Yeah. Bruv, I listen, the, the list is mad. Bruv, trust me. Yeah. Now, the younger boys, before, you can say they were a bit naive in the way they play and experience. Just has played 100 league games as a profession. Just Corona. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. We got these man. We got these man on toast, bruv. Don't get twisted. Now, now, Everyone is peaking. Yeah. That game, honestly, mm. you man have to wait. broadcast that well because there needs yeah, to be fans I, there, bro. Because we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. I win. If I go off what Jelang and Josh's seasons have been the, like the last year and a half, especially for them two, um, in, that, in the pro side of the game, it, it could, I, I don't want to make predictions. But, uh, yeah, no, but remember, be... remember when, Tom, when Brent Tom's predicted the olders will win and we beat them. Remember that? Right, right, Mons, just remember who said you'd win. Yeah, I remember. I remember Gary. I remember. Mike. That's why Tom's silent. <laughs> Mons, Mons, do me a favour. 
Just um, I've got I've got two more questions for you, and then we'll probably yeah. wrap it up. Um, yeah. My first question: Talk on what it's like playing with these, because obviously you're not necessarily age mates with the likes of the Shane Dolan, is at QPR, uh, Jalang Jaisimi, who's obviously had a great year at Spender, and Josh, who's at Huddersfield. What is it? Maybe a year or two difference between you guys and them. Obviously, you've got that sort of camaraderie, as we mentioned. What is it like playing football with these young boys? Um, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing it's amazing to see how how they've developed and mm. how how they've grown into 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 great players because all three of them have the ability to play at the highest level possible mm. from d from dd to da to josh like i always look at them and think these guys are really talented they remind me of like me Femi, and calvin like mm. at that age growing up but yeah. they've just yeah. had that they're yeah. just taking the opportunities better. Do you get what I mean? Like, and it's scary because I used to look at them like young and naive, but now they're men playing first-team football in a professional league, which is what I want to do. So yeah. as, as young as they are, I'm looking up to them. Yeah, I want to be like... Okay, you get what I'm to yeah. But it's good, obviously, because I've had a positive fe- effect on them, talking yeah. to them about my experiences, yes. especially yes. just Karoma, um, educating them, just to, to telling them like what he needs to be and how... Yeah. He needs to be on top of his game and how he needs to be mm. consistent. I'm always on them, always. Yeah. That's why when they like, when they need advice or help, they would always call me and then obviously I yeah, can yeah. use my experience to, to help them, help guide them. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, yeah. respecting the fact that what they're doing is it's unreal. So, yeah, yeah. yeah and no, it is for me, bro. Once I always talk about it with T, with Rich, with the boys that obviously work on the Kicks program. And I say it's like a generational, or it's a gener- generation of um, of empowerment. So like you've got your Dejes, who for me is like the the first to really come through from the kick program anyway. Yeah. And he's inspired the generation of yourselves and the Femi's. Although Femi was, was always in the system, you know the likes of you mm-hmm. guys to do. And then obviously you guys were sort of the, the mentors for the Fe- uh, the Jalangs and the Joshes and the Dedes. And it's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like a conveyor belt. And that's what I love about sort of this area and, and kicks in South London with what you guys have sort of built together is that camaraderie of, you know, pushing everyone to, to one goal, which is really, really good to see. Um, yeah, 100%. It's been good, bro. So sick. T, you got anything else before we wrap it up? No, I just, um, I think, yeah, we've got a few minutes, Mons, just a, a little summary. Uh, well, no, not a summary. It's a bit, bit, of a, bit of a prep for us and the world. What's the plans for next season with football? I know COVID's got it by the, the, the throat at the moment, but what's, what's your plan? Yeah. You could talk about um, or not. So, so, initially, obviously, I'm at Welling United Football Club in the club itself. Yeah. Um, and probably, like, obviously, no one's, like, come in for me or anything. Obviously, I hadn't, haven't had the, the best of seasons been jumbled. Mm. So, just looking to go back into next season, yeah. hopefully at Welling, if not another team. And again, make my mark on it and then move on from there. Because I know like, where my ability lies and where my quality lies. I know I can play higher, but it's about showing it and showing how you can affect the game. So when people choose to, to, to take you on board, then you're ready. So yeah. just just going to keep playing, obviously, um, as long as I can play with the Dons as well. Because yeah. as much as I enjoy it, it's actually benefiting me as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So I just need to create the balance kind of thing. No, of course. Yeah. Oh, I love, love Once that. One last question and we'll wrap it up. Uh, what bits, and I know this question is quite asked quite a lot, but do you have any advice for young people that maybe come to our kicks programme or just aspiring footballers as a whole from the area? Do you have any bits um, of advice 
for them. One thing I would like, one thing I would say to them is, um, obviously in my experience being at kicks, like my my kind of um, group of friends, we we were the type of people to listen to you guys. We wouldn't take your advice or your um, words words lightly. We would actually take it in and listen. Like we wouldn't, we wasn't disrespectful. Um, mm. but there were kids that were disrespectful. There were kids who didn't listen and thought they knew it all. But like the likes of me and Femi and Calvin, we'd always be respectful to you guys and like anything that you guys would tell us in terms of positivity and and teaching us based on what you know, Adam yeah. Lawrence included. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. We listen. We kind of listen to you because listening is a, is very it's a very significant form of communication. Yeah. And the more that you listen to somebody who else has been through a lot and who is no who knows a lot about the game, you're only going to get better. So my advice to the kids going to the program is to listen to the coaches taking it because they've got the knowledge to help you. You know what I mean? They might, they might think it's a community scheme where you're just turning up to just have fun, but like you guys know about football as well as just no, coaching it like you know about life as well because yeah. even in experiences sometimes it doesn't go well because they're getting fights or whatnot you know what I mean yeah. those were because of the kids that were kind of ignorant and didn't listen and those are the kind of kids won't go for because the likes of me DJ DD um, Calvin Femi Dej Hass all of them lot we were kids who listened that's why we are where we are now true, true, we're not kids true. who didn't listen because they were kids who had unbelievable talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many people that I can think of right now who had the talent, but their attitude and how they they, they took information in wasn't wasn't yeah. the way they should have. So, Application and processing. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and don't take it, the kicks schemes as something like... Obviously, take it as something to enjoy and think, focus, but be competitive and, and want to win and, and, and listen, bruv, and just want to improve it's, a, it's an opportunity that you don't have to pay for it's not somewhere you have to go to make money you can get scouted from it because you guys are basically scouts for me all <laughs> yeah. so, and, and, through, and through the through the um, through the context that you've made contacts that you've made you are you know a lot of people you get what I'm trying to say yeah. you're well connected so yeah. you can yeah. benefit in that way anyway. you know what I mean so yeah. it's always good man that's my advice to them Love that, Mons. Thank you, Mons. Love that. It's a, it's a good way to end, too. Yeah. yeah, no, listen, Mons, I think, obviously, for us, thank you for giving up your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. It's been great to hear a little bit more detail and depth around certain parts as well of your life as well, which, is, which has been, it's been great to hear. And um, so I think yeah. from, my, from my perspective, continue on your journey. Um, you know, Keep being great, man. Yeah, exactly. It's been a pleasure to see you develop into the young man that you are today. And, and, and to know where you're going to go as well. So never change that and just keep your eyes on the prize and, and definitely don't take your foot off the ball because I think, um, yeah, I, think you're still, I, I don't think you're a million miles away as we, as we said before. But yeah, we want to see you at the top, bro. We, we want to see you at the see top, you, bro. Yeah. And amen, amen, me, amen. I um, will definitely catch up before you, you start pre-season. We'll talk all things football and have a catch-up anyway. But um, thank you for coming on, Mons. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, man. bro. Always my pleasure, bro. Anytime. Anytime, um, bro. Cool. Thank you, much love. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode four. We've had Mr. Two Easy on here. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share this around, and um, yeah, take the words of wisdom on board. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Cheers. Thank you.